Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast. Hello, Kate and guest. Hello. Hi. Hello. Um, Kate and I are super excited to talk today with Chen Chan, who is one of our, uh, one of our friends, one of our colleagues, one of our previous coworkers. Um, And really, honestly, it's been a while since I've had a chance to talk to you. I was going to say in person, but you know, at least be able to see your beautiful face. Exactly. So hello. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Really excited to be here and share any insights and help in any way that I can. Yes, absolutely. So um, Kate and I have worked with Chen when he has been the leading design teams, um, doing really amazing creative work. And it's taken him all over the globe now, right? We worked with you in Boston. You're in San Francisco for a while. Are you in Amsterdam now or have you made no, the Berlin? No, no. Copenhagen, right? So I'm in Copenhagen oh, now Copenhagen. and then we'll be moving to Berlin in May. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. That's exciting. Is it for work or is it? Yes, everything has been work-related. So, um, you know, when I was in San Francisco, um, I was out there working for Pottery Barn. Um, when I was in Boston, I was working with you guys um, at like uh, Smarter Travel slash TripAdvisor and then went into Wayfair. And then um, Vivino, the wine app company, brought me to Copenhagen to lead their creative team here. And then I'm going to be moving back into the travel space for a Berlin opportunity. Yeah. So exciting. Yeah. That's <laughs> wonderful. It's, it's, I think it's can be so inspiring to hear where where your creative career can take you if you lean into it if you you seize the opportunities that are out there yeah absolutely and uh it's 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 always been really great because you know always having worked Nikki and Kate you know closely with the two of you at trip you know that was sort of like one of my introductions and in, you know working with content and copy 
And I've, you know, really um, kept that by my side. And uh, at Wayfair, I was able to actually lead the content team as well. So they reported into my into my creative structure. Mm-hmm. And then I sort of um, brought those those positive learnings to every other company that I've been in since. So you talked about uh, the or you've been talking about the kind of the interplay between copy and design. Um what have and you've moved into managing both copy and designers in, in various points in your career. Um, how has that been different for you from managing designers or and or how has it been similar? Well, okay, so copy is not my craft. <laughs> Let's just, so what I do is I hire very capable managers, right? And I always make sure that um Um, Even though I love copy, like I took a lot of uh, writing courses uh, in college, um, but they were were all long form and creative. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I always see, like I always, I also think that reporting is sometimes just a formality. It's just a structure because a lot of my managers I see as my partners. You know, I see them as peers. I don't see them as direct reports. I, I, I almost never even use that term direct reports. I'm always like my team or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I, you know, what I found is, um, and also I want to encourage copywriters that, you know, as I was looking for um, this content strategist, this global director of content strategy at Vivino, I saw so many impressive resumes where people started as copywriters and then either became content strategists or became creative directors. You know, like you don't have to be a designer to become a creative director. You can be a copywriter and become yeah. a creative director. Um, so they're really interchangeable. Mm-hmm. And those are the profiles that really intrigued me. Like I wanted to, I wanted to hire managers that had been in the trenches so they understand um, what needs to be done and the type of writing that needs to be done and how effective and how efficient can can should should their team members be. Mm-hmm. Um, what's also, I think, worth to mention, and I'm just sort of reviewing some of my notes, is, um, you know, the, and, and Nikki, you, you kind of called this out, where, you know, there's this sort of collaboration that takes place. Sometimes it's led by designers and sometimes it should be led by copywriters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And especially in the internet, you know, sometimes, you know, um, designers are basically like, you have two lines to write your copy. But sometimes it is the marketing side that actually has to create um, the medium of the message that they need to tell someone at a specific touch point. Mm-hmm. And we literally just had this argument with uh with our with our product team and the CEO where the CEO was like product you guys are you guys are building the plumbing and you're basically telling the marketing team where to put their copy. They need to choose their medium. Is it going to be a cartoon strip? Is it going to be a, a movie? Is it going to be a book? Like right now you're telling them you want to test a book versus a, a cartoon strip versus a, a, a film, um, but you can't really test those things. Like you need the marketing team to dictate the message and what is it contextually. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you need to let them lead this. And this is not a product, This, even though we're a product driven company, this particular feature should not be product led. Um, and so I wanted to call that out because like, I think, um, many copywriters, um, I've met a lot of copywriters that are introverts and they're not always sort of like, um, 
vocal to voice their opinion and they should be because even though um you know they are often forgotten unfortunately they are such a integral and important part in this successful user journey mm -hmm, absolutely well and I, I think to your point there are a lot of, of of more introverted writers or just even just um I think that sometimes the idea of well making a suggestion to a designer or saying no this has to this has to be this way or this can we explore how this should be this way I think that sometimes people think of it as as quote unquote sticking up for themselves or inserting themselves. And I would I would advise people to reframe it as you're not asserting yourself, you're asserting the project. You're you're trying to do what's it's you're not speaking up for the sake of I want to be heard. You're speaking up for the sake of creating the best possible project. And the way that the designer is going to come into a project with their particular viewpoint and a writer is going to come into a project with their particular viewpoint. Mm -hmm. And it's that that interplay of those two viewpoints that comes up with the best work. So if one of them in the team, either one, isn't speaking up and saying, hey, you know what, what if we did this instead, then you're not going to end up with with the best possible uh, results. Absolutely. And for those listeners that cannot see this video call, I'm nodding in agreement, uh, but profusely with, with everything that Nikki just said, everything that Nikki just said. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm curious, you mentioned, you know, uh, creative directors that are copywriters. And I think for copywriters that are listening to this, you may be just starting out, but that might be the direction they want to go. What are some of the qualities you see in a copy, a creative director, I guess either designer or copywriter, but particularly copywriter creative directors that you think are critical to them being successful in that role? You've got to be an amazing storyteller. Mm -hmm. So, and when I say that, I mean, you know, you know, um, every people have to realize that every conversation they have is an interview whether it be with your partner's parents, whether it be at a restaurant, whether it be, you know, like when, a, when you ask a waiter, what's the special today? You know, they could read something off and you're like, eh, it's okay. But when they can actually sort of like, if, when they know it and they describe it and they make mm -hmm. eye contact, it's a different experience, right? And so everything to me is a, is a storyteller. And you know, when we were looking for these global directors of content strategy roles, like I would chat with my CMO um, who's an amazing lady. And uh, we basically test a lot of our applicants about how are they going to tell us their story in, in seven minutes? And it's like, you need to be able to sell yourself. And so you really need to be able to, to talk about yourself, talk about the product, like you really need to study the product so that when you are in an interview and they say, what do you think our brand voice is today? Where would you like to take it? You need to be ready you need to really understand the difference between like transactional slash promotional language versus inspirational language versus functional language, mm -hmm. especially when if you want to make it into the digital sphere. And if you don't know the difference, look it up. Um, but it's really, really important that you know what tone to use at what point of the journey and, you know, who is your audience. Mm -hmm. And so you really, you know, it's and that, that's why even at Wayfair, you know, I was overseeing sort of like our 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 print catalogs, our direct mailers, our emails, our UX copy, and it's so different, right? But you need a different style for each of those mediums, and so you need to really understand um, 
each, yeah, you really need to understand the medium. And like I said, everything is contextual. You really need to understand the context of it as well. So hopefully that answers your question, Kate. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that's a great point about, about functional versus brand copy, right? I think it was, I want to say it was a story about eBay way back in the day, and they were still figuring out what their brand voice was. And because I think originally it was a lot like funkier and, and I don't know, funky and funny. And they carried it through to their, I think it was eBay, maybe it wasn't, but they carried it through through to their to their checkout pages and it was like all cute copy like hey put those credit deets here or something like that and obviously not that exact but and they were like why aren't people purchasing and so somebody was somebody said all right well let's do a test and let's let's dial it back and let's take that brand copy on the checkout page and let's make it functional and of course they did that and it it the test obviously won like crazy because on on a, <laughs> uh, when you're putting your your credit card numbers into a page, you don't yeah. want this like, and especially too because that was back at the beginning of of ecom. Is this real? Yeah, exactly. Is this a real thing? <laughs> so I think that's a really great point, and especially too like that's that's a point in the process. Not to go too far on this, but that's a point in the process where you want it to be fast. You don't want yeah. to have to like figure out what they're asking for here. Yeah, so I think that's a really a really great distinction. It all needs to fall under the the greater brand full. But yeah, there, there may need to be different styles often need to be different styles depending on the medium. Yeah. You know, like, uh, we're in the middle of, um, an initiative about platform messaging because a lot of people at Vivino, um, don't know that we sell wine. They just think that we're a utility app. Yeah. Yeah. So people think that we just, you can just scan wine right? and then someone tells you the review and whatever. So we have to sort of break the the flow a little bit and we're trying and this is where you know this year was like marketing needs to really dictate the storytelling because we don't want to tell you about buying if you're already on a p on a product detail page if you're already on a pdp there's no there's no reason for us to be like hey and we can sell you you know it's like that would not make sense at all Mm -hmm. and product wasn't really thinking about that Mm -hmm. and and so um, to your yeah, just to sort of like add on to what you just said, Nikki, it's it's really like uh, yeah, really understanding where you are in the funnel progression, what the context is, where they are, what medium are they using, and what have they seen before this? Mm-hmm. Did they yeah. like did they get an email? Because if you are coming from a banner ad, you don't want to be redundant and say the same thing on the landing page. Yeah. Like you want to give new information or additional information that the user doesn't know about yet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I underscore yeah. that because I think so many copywriters get a creative brief or do the creative brief and just write to whatever they're doing and they don't think about where are they going next? Is that copy been written? What's on yeah. that? What's that experience like? Where did mm-hmm. they come from? What was that copy? What was that like? And where does this fit into the whole? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's amazing how, how often you come up with something that they clearly did not, they have no idea where you are in the customer journey and they just, they're like, okay, now buy. Yeah. But that's that. I feel like that is a mistake they'll only make once because, because, because when you ask the question, like, okay, where did they come from and where are they going? And when they say, I don't know, and you look at them and be like, yeah. Like they're like, okay, got it. Got it. I'm, I'm yeah. Not, 
of that in my mouth. <laughs> back to your desk and come back yeah. with a better answer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and there's one thing that not to belabor the, the point too much about creative directors, but if this is someone in someone's mind and also to everybody's going to work with creative directors. So it's something good to know. I think sometimes two copywriters think, oh, well, being creative director would be amazing. But does that mean I also then have to be, have to learn how to design? And I don't know if designers ever think that same way, but yeah, it's, 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 it's about creative direction. So you can be a designer. You don't have to know how to write copy. You need to know what's wrong and be able to tell them what's wrong so they can fix it. And the same thing with a copy copy writer who's become a director. They don't know how, they don't need to know how to design. They need to know this is wrong. Go fix it. Yeah. I think those are, those are, uh, those are the, the best traits to have, Nikki. And and those also don't have to be from creative. Like your your best product partners should know how to talk to creative. And so, you know, so, you know, you see all these memes about PM standing behind like designers' backs or copywriters' backs saying, make that bigger, say this. Um, and it's memes like, or lived experiences. <laughs> or both, right? <laughs> they're, 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 both. <laughs> they're memes because they're true. Yeah. But um, it's really about, and we've actually, at some of my companies, we actually create PDFs of like how to communicate with creative. Mm, like, and, 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 and instead of saying things like, make that bigger, um, it's like, what are you trying to, what's missing here? Like, do you think the message is getting lost? So we could either use stronger language or we could add line height. It doesn't need, like the creative doesn't mean it has to be bigger. And then, and if people say, I don't like this, we, you know, we also try to shift it to be like, maybe you should say things like, I don't think this will resonate with the user. Cause you always want to be putting the, you, you want to be user centric. You want to be mm-hmm. consumer centric and you want to, you want to remove any subjective feedback and prescriptive feedback. Um, and so like to that point, Nikki, as well, like copywriters need to know how to give that kind of feedback to designers and designers need to know how to give that type of feedback to um, copywriters uh, or content. Right. I don't, I, sometimes I get really frustrated with the word copywriter because it's so much more than that. Like, you know, the, like I feel like copywriter sometimes sells the, the job a little short. Um so yeah, it, you, it, it, like learning how to give good feedback is also super, super important, especially if you want to move into that creative director role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that's fantastic. This has been so terrific. I know that I'm buzzing and I know yeah. our listeners and our students are going to be be inspired and there's a lot of takeaways and a lot of things that they can do to improve themselves and and following your footsteps in a lot of ways so uh, maybe not in all not not in all but in some (laughs) i don't know there's a very exciting footsteps i've been party to that you know maybe slightly different than copy and design but that'll be another podcast yeah a different podcast (laughs) exactly (laughs) all right ladies well Thank you so much for having me. And it was so wonderful to catch up with you ladies and see your pretty faces and really see everyone doing great. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And then of course, thank you to everybody who is listening, watching, following along, and we will catch you in the next episode. Bye everybody. If you're already a Comprehensive Copywriting Academy student, you can catch the full extended version of the interview with Chen on your CCA dashboard under the Land Client Work Bonus Courses section. 
Chen gives additional insight into the career choices he's made and how it's brought him all around the world, as well as the importance of knowing your worth. So if you're struggling knowing your worth or wanting to be live a digital nomad lifestyle, you really don't want to miss this version. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.